there's nothing wrong There's a code of silence and it can't go on I am Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on January the 11th, 2010. For newcomers to the show, you can do cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's also other sites up there I have. There's also the .net, .us, .ca. There's Alan Watt, cuttingthroughthematrix.ca. There's cuttingthrough.jenkness.com and Alan Watt Sentient, sentinel.eu. The last one is a European site, has the same audios for download, for free, as the rest, but it has addition of a lot of transcripts of some of the talks I've given over the years, and you can choose from the various languages of Europe. I always mention that you are the audience that brings me to you, because I'm probably the only guy out there who isn't getting paid directly by the advertisers, and it's up to you to keep me going. The ads you hear on this show are paid by the advertisers straight to RBN. I have nothing to do with it at all. And that pays RBN for their airtime and for their staff, their boardmen, board ops, and for the equipment and their bills. So it's up to you to keep me going. I'm not pushing any particular products except my own, my own books and discs and so on. But you can see it cutting through the matrix.com website. And that just helps me sometimes. Uh, trickle over from week to week but not always now in the US you can order through PayPal if you send a separate email along with the PayPal order you can also use personal checks to Canada from the US international postal money orders are available in US postal offices you got to stress international. And you know it's international because there's a pinky red one. That's the communist one for international socialism. The internal one is green, so don't walk out with the green one. And outside the Americas, you can use the same things for paying for the items I have or for donating. PayPal, as I say, to pay or donate. Send me a separate email if you want to buy something. You can use Western Union MoneyGram. Uh, some people just send cash. Cash is fine, and and that's probably that's it for now. As far as that goes, that's my tin can moment, as I say. But my tin can's out rattling there, and it's sounding very tinny. Not much in it. So it's up to you to keep me going. I don't have to be here, and and often I don't want to be here. Believe you me, there's so much things to do, and. and what I'm doing here is more than a job. It's, it's more than full-time even, and it's not five days a week either. Surprise wasn't involved in just trying to live and get the, the general things done, plus keep up with everything that's going on around me. Now, those who get the disc burned and passed to them because they don't like the computers and they play them on their CD players, you can get in touch with me at Alan Watt, W-A-T-T, Site 41, Box Estaire, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code is P as in Peter, the number 3, E as in Elizabeth, the number 4, N as in Nora, and the number 1, P3E4N1. And that's that out the road. Now, I tell you, one of the biggest problems I have is uploading, because ExploreNet got the word to cut me back. And they upload through satellite, you see. You pay through the nose for it, 
I'm on a higher speed, not the low speed, but they're, they're giving me less than the low speed now because they want me off. That's why they're doing it. And no amount of complaints that I put in have helped that at all. So anyone out there who's, who wants to think about getting uh, ExploreNet or a satellite to help them in the rural areas, forget it. Forget it. These guys are usher con men. Back with more after this break. the matrix. The matrix is the big illusion that you grow into thinking it's all real. You believe that policemen are really there to serve the public. You believe that politicians are there to make sure your country is going to be well looked after on, on behalf of you. And you think that um, big agencies out there are all out there because they've got your best interests at heart and that they never dare do nasty things to the public it would hurt their profit uh, we think that politicians when they stand up there and give their, their spiel that's never written by them themselves, there's always staffs behind them that do all that stuff, we think that's all real too, uh, we think that the rubbish they feed us on Hollywood is all real, on top of both entertainment and documentaries uh, on uh, the so-called stars uh, we're, we're living in a fantasia, uh, Disneyland but it's not happenstance either it developed over a long period of time. It's also run by sciences and specialists in psychology and mass psychology and uh, sociology and a whole bunch of ologies all working together. And that's part of what I was talking about last week about technique uh, as a sort of um, independent force, you might say, that collects data, works together, amalgamates all data, and then directs the action. As I said last week, if it can be done, it will be done. And under, under the same old guises of keeping the public safe and secure, they can take every bit of liberty away from you uh, and actually put you into slavery. I hope you realize that's where it all ends up always, is, is slavery. It's never called slavery in modern times, but slavery nonetheless. When you think about simple things like what is money and the con of money, and why, only, why is it only this? A, a certain people can be in charge of money across the world? And it's so secretive, they don't have to tell any central bank or the public how it's actually done. And we accept that. Isn't that weird? We accept that. There's no hullabaloo. There's no revolutions to overthrow it when, when we get broke and plundered. And, uh, and then we, we're put down in the tab. We're put down as the guarantors for the next loan for the, the governments of the country. They're always borrowing money from abroad because they spend more than they take in, always. Until you realize this is the game of perpetual slavery. Because, uh, as Jefferson said, if you're born into a generation who, who is put down as guarantor of a previous generation's debt, then that new generation are, in fact, slaves. Slaves. Old biblical concept. The one who who cannot pay back their, their, what they owe is put into slavery and their children to so many generations and all that stuff. 
and we think it's all normal. But in the meantime, mind you, as I say, we can get taxed into the ground, we can watch a, a world order develop, we can live through a part of this process, and I think it's all quite normal because we've never had so much entertainment to take our minds off things. Never in, in history with the technology is there so much cheap free or free entertainment. It's abundant. And it became kind of odd eh, to, to go down into history, seeing this whole people just died off, diminished, because they were playing themselves like children with massive entertainment while they were killed off. And it's amazing, too, that we have a certain capacity for, for, for crisis, as I say. Most folk can't hold more than two or three, three the most, in their head at the same time and cope without breaking under distress. It's even worse when the crises are always remote. It's outside your personal control. What can you do? Nothing. Therefore, you're depending on other people and so-called specialists to take care of it all for you at a cost, mind you. A big, big cost. But the feeling of helplessness in a crisis or life and death scenario uh, is what really do, does you in. What can I do? Nothing. Maybe put a handkerchief over your face when you're walking in the street. That kind of stuff. And again, it never dawns in the public, even though each person in their lifetime will probably see so many different houses of parliament or houses of congress change, and they keep voting for the left and the right and the left and the right and the left and the right and it's always the same policies that go ahead regardless that's exactly what Jefferson said you'll know you're under tyranny he said when you see certain patterns or policies continue between the houses technically if the left and the right were at war with each other then say the right took over from the left they would scrap all the stuff or all the damage the left had done and vice versa but they don't do they never happens Never happens. The left-right paradigm is simply a show for the public. And as Quigley said, they always put in a man from the CFR, or a woman, at the top, plus a few of the cronies at the top. As long as they're the top bunch, it doesn't matter about all the rest of them, who are allowed a certain amount of competition, according to Quigley, the, ones, the lesser ones, uh, are allowed to, to really get their talons out and, and, and scrape and scratch to get up there but the top ones are always spoken for but uh, we never learn folk will go to their graves often uh, and it's, it used to surprise me when parties would put out little minivans around the different countryside areas and take folk by the busload uh, in to vote doesn't matter if they're a stretcher but as long as they vote you see that's what they're after because you see a democracy can only have a pretense of working if people actually do go and vote if no one votes well, what are they going to do they have to stand aside and let the real master come forward for the first time you know the ones we don't see the ones who, who are ruling uh, but are never elected that's why I generally advise people don't bother voting wait and see the face of the monster appearing and you'll be surprised things will continue the same way corruption is a, I would say, a normal state of affairs among psychopaths. What is corruption? It can be defined by those who are corrupt in a different way. It's always a pleasant way. They'll, they'll always, a psychopath will always give you a definition of their actions and their motivations to suit their own ego. 
no matter how horrific uh, their crimes have been. We've yeah, they've had um, series uh, over the over centuries of, of uh, what they call serial killers who like to be so cunning and all the rest of it and think they've they're, they're, they've got the cops beat. But when they when they're caught, they can't wait to tell the public through the media how clever they were and how they did it. But they always rationalise even their victims as having made them do it. And that's how crazy they are. And it's the same with the politicians. To be a politician, if your whole life is going to be dug up and the closets are going to be opened and all the skeletons are all over the place, you have to have a thick skin and it's called, it's called it's a super ego they have. Because nothing makes them blush. Nothing makes them stammer. Nothing makes them run off the stage and, and blush and hide their heads and stay out the limelight. They cannot stay out the limelight. No, they've got to get back in. That's a psychopath. And that pretty well all politicians, especially the lifers, uh, are psychopaths. But it isn't just them, you see. It's all through business as well. Because in this world we live in, the most, uh, not, not necessarily intelligent, not necessarily intelligent, but they're incredibly cunning. Big difference between being cunning and intelligence. Uh, intelligent. You could have people who are regarded as mentally subnormal. Who, are, who still have incredible cunning. Incredible cunning. And that could be a separate, maybe classified as a separate type of intellect. But it's also a psychopath's ability for personal self-preservation and survival over the rest. Like a top predator. And most criminals, real criminals, don't wear jeans or baggy pants. Uh, they wear suits and ties, very expensive suits and ties, and they go to all the big functions. And they like to be appreciated for who they are, their title, whatever title they get. They like power, you see. And in this real world, again, we have the same type getting up in all business areas. And the more lucrative the business such as, say, the pharmaceutical industry, the more psychopaths will get up there. Because you get incredible self-benefits from high-pitched sales. You imagine the guys who pitched in and, and got the deals made by governments to, to buy all their, 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 their rubbishy, non, non-working drugs for this fake flu season. Do you imagine the kind of commissions those guys got? Like five-year deals, eh? Guaranteed. And you better believe it, like all other types of business at that level, money crosses hands under the table. They'll also call it a backhander. Or they put silver in the palms of their hands. Many expressions for the same thing. And it's always been that way. Always been that way. And there'll never be, there'll never be an inquiry into their dealings. Never, never has been in the past. Not just them, but all the other ones, the big guys who make the military-industrial complex work with their massive lobby groups. Everything is lobby groups. Politicians, when they're running, get backed by God knows how many lobby groups, often from, from money from countries, so that you will promise to look the other way when that country does something that they shouldn't. This is common, common stuff. 
And they never see you're compromised, of course. They never see, oh, I took money from, from so-and-so, I'm compromised. Oh, I'm impartial. You know, that's what they say, they're impartial. But the facts always speak for themselves when you go into the history and what happens afterwards. And I'm going to go into some of this stuff tonight to do with uh, the compromised uh, guys at the top and how it really works after this break. manner, A, B, C, D, E, F, etc., 
the people will behave in exactly the same way as they did before. So in other words, if you've done it in the past and you make people do something, you can make them do it again. That was ancient knowledge then, back then. And we've watched the farce about pandemics. and Oh, you're all going to die, you're all going to die. Oh, don't worry, we'll save you. Uh, this con over and over and over again, isn't it? Uh, they had the first swine flu scare that, that wasn't even there at all. One person, they say, may have had it. One person who dropped dead out on a forced march after getting told to get out of the hospital bed. That'd probably kill anybody with a slight cold. But they made a great deal out of it. And there's collusion between the lobbyists and the politicians because even back then too, back in the 50s, they wanted to give millions of shots paid for by the taxpayer. It, it actually crippled more folk than you'd imagine. Crippled them, killed a lot as well of young people, quadriplegics, paraplegics, the whole thing. That's what came out of it. And the only difference being they were allowed to sue. The families were allowed to sue the drug companies. And this time, of course, the same sharks who are still in charge, who keep all this kind of history, uh, introduce a new pandemic that never was, and get governments to, to shield them from any lawsuits. And you think you're living in fair and just democracies. What, what a joke. What a joke. This article here is from the 11th of January 2010, Mail Online. It says, The false pandemic. Drug firms cashed in on scare over swine flu claims Euro Health Chief. It says, The swine flu outbreak was a false pandemic driven by drug companies that stood to make billions of pounds and dollars from a worldwide scare. A leading health expert has claimed Wolfgang Wodarg, head of the health of the, Euro the Council of Europe, accused the makers of flu drugs and vaccines of influencing the World Health Organization's decision to declare a pandemic. Well, you see, the World Health Organization is utterly corrupt, as is every institution within the United Nations. And they all get money as well thrown at them by the lobbyists. Says, this led to the pharmaceutical firms ensuring enormous gains while countries, including the UK, squandered their meager health budgets. And <laughs> they've been slashing them like crazy over many years, with millions being vaccinated against a relatively mild disease. And it's probably killed more again than I actually did any benefit to, if there was any benefit whatsoever, which I'm very dubious of. A resolution proposed by Dr. Wodarg calling for investigation into the role of drug firms has been passed by the Council of Europe, the Strasbourg-based Senate responsible for the European Court of Human Rights. An emergency debate on the issue will be held later this month. Dr. Wodar's claims come as an emerged the British government is desperately trying to offload up to £1 billion of swine flu vaccine ordered at the height of the scare, which they can't use. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
I'm Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix. Since I'm wheeling tonight, I thought let that guitar wheel a little bit too. Because you've got to wheel once in a while when you see the farce in which you live. They call reality, normalcy, and respectability. Reading from an article from the Mail Online to do with the pandemic non-event, the utter scam of it all. And uh, it says here uh, that uh, Dr. Woodard's claim uh, came as it emerged that the British government is trying to unload up to one billion pounds worth, I don't know how many billions of dollars that is, of swine flu vaccine ordered at the height of the scare. I mean, that's a great sale, isn't it, for utterly useless nothing. They even admit themselves wouldn't have done anything anyway, except maybe cripple you. The Department of Health warned of 65,000 deaths, remember? Set up a special advice line and website that was lying empty because nobody was phoning in or playing cards. Uh, suspended normal rules so anti-flu drugs could be given out without prescription. That was a big killing they made at the pharma for that one. And told health and local authorities to prepare for a major pandemic Planners were told to get morgues ready for the sheer scale of deaths, and there were warnings that the army could be called in to prevent riots as people fought to obtain drugs. Amazing, eh? But with fewer than 5,000 in England catching the disease last week, and just 251 deaths overall, even if that's questionable, Dr. Wodarg has branded the H1N1 outbreak as one of the greatest medical scandals of the century. It's a pity we've all said the same stuff, isn't it? We need someone like him before people take notice of it. He said, we've had a mild flu and a false pandemic. He added, the seeds of the scare were sown five years ago when it was feared the much more lethal bird flu virus would mutate into a human form. It's not lethal either, by the way. Over in the third world countries, they like to drink the blood of the chickens after they kill them. And so the virus was getting right in. You can't just get that natural. If you cook the darn thing uh, and, and don't drink the blood, then you wouldn't get the virus. The atmosphere of panic led to government stockpiling the anti-flu drug Tamiflu and putting in place sleeping contracts, sleeping contracts, they call them with a the pharma, for millions of doses of vaccine. Dr. Wodarg said the governments have sealed contracts with vaccine producers where they secure orders in advance and take upon themselves almost all the responsibility. In this way, the producers of vaccines are sure of enormous gains without having any financial risks. What a deal, what a deal, eh? So they just wait until the World Health Organization says pandemic and activate the contracts. He also claims that to further push their interests, leading drug companies placed their people in the cogs of the World Health Organization, that means on the board, folks, and other influential organizations. The World Health Organization is utterly, utterly corrupt. Always was. And every other department of the UN to boot. And that's just the facts of it. We're never told any truths, as I say. Even with the first, with, with the airport scanners, this terrorism is great for business. Terrorism, terrorism, oh, but great business. And all these... Companies that are selling all the things that will see through your clothing and so on, making fortunes out of it as they hype up the fear and all that nonsense. Mind you, uh, as I say, eventually you probably get a, a colonoscopy uh, because um, they'll put a guy, and they, I mean, they will put a guy out there who has something stuck up somewhere it shouldn't be and, um, and, and terrify the public. See, they can do anything they want. Anything they want. And it's like all the other guys, they always catch like zombies. 
they, they, they don't even feel pain when they're on fire. I mean, they're zombified. There's something wrong here. Something's going on. I can remember when scares went, went on between the different pharma companies because uh, it was one of the major painkillers. Well, they called it a painkiller. It doesn't work very well, apparently. Um, common thing you take, uh, like ASA. And they're finding, uh, I think they said, oh, there was cyanide found in one or two bottles. Oh, so they cleaned them all off the shelf. In goes the competitor's stuff. And that's selling for months until people forget about the, the, the cyanide scare. That went on back and forth back in the 70s and 80s. As the big farmers did the dirty tricks on each other. Well, it's the same dirty tricks when they put some schmuck out there in a, in a plane and pretend he's going to blow it up to sell their gizmos. And I'm not kidding you. This is, this is actually happening. It's happening. And they told us the airport scanners can't store and, and won't transmit images. Well, here's from Wired, January 11th, 2010. Body scan. Contrary to public, public statements made by the Transportation Security Administration, full-body airport scanners do have the ability to store and transmit images, according to documents obtained by the Electronic Privacy Information Center. The documents, which include technical specifications and vendor contracts, indicate that the TSA requires vendors to provide equipment that can store and send images of screened passengers when in testing mode, according to CNN. The TSA has stated public on its website and videos and statements to the press that images cannot be stored on the machines and the images are deleted from the scanners once the airport operator has examined them. The administration has also insisted that the machines are incapable of sending images, but a TSA official acknowledged to CNN the machines do have the capabilities when set to the test mode. Then they're going to say that, or they disable those functions before they're delivered, but they want to say if the, if the TSA can then reset it. Well, of course they can, because you know what it is? It's called a switch, folks, on and off. Simple as that. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, dear. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's just amazing, the, the, the cons that go on. And then again, they're bringing us into an age of where everything that was held in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. That's what they meant in Revelation, is the great plan that they put out an awful long time ago. And uh, this guy, Zuckerberg, that's credited with bringing in Facebook and so on, uh, he said, uh, he says, I know that people don't want privacy. He apparently had a TV interview recently. I'll put all these links up on my site, and you can look into it for yourself. But yeah, he said, I know that people don't want privacy. And then another site, he actually, actually has more of them. And he says, um, if he was starting it all over again, he'd ensure that all the public, no public, none of the public would have any privacy at all. Because they don't really want, you don't need privacy now when Big Brother is managing you, you see, basically. Isn't that nice? Did you know that you don't want privacy? That's what he says, I know that people don't want privacy. Really? And mind you, they are training the children that uh, be, be in your own reality show, put all your details out there, folks. Exactly what government's done through the ages. Oh, they salivated for this opportunity. And here it is. Here it is, eh? And talking about um, mind control and how they can put um, patsies out there for anything at all. Anything at all. Old stuff. This article here uh, was from a National Geographic documentary. 
And I'll put this link up as well. And it says CIA secret experiments. One of the best documentaries exposing top secret government mind control programs is National Geographic's CIA secret experiments. And it's just to view a five-minute trailer of this disturbing yet incredibly important video. Visit the first link below. So they give you links to get to, so you can see it. Mind you, I'll bet you anything, uh, the stuff they'll disclose are from about 30 years ago. They're, they'll never give you what they can really, really do, but you can go into it and look at it for yourself. Now, people don't realize it, but the, the UN, which works with every country in the planet towards a global government, that's its job. And that's why every government has a, an ambassador to the UN to make sure they're all on board and they're up to date with all the different policies and going along the right path and all that stuff. But part of it too is a world police force which starts with the, the block countries as they call them. Uh, that was the term that they used from Karl Marx who talked about the three trading blocks starting with a, a United Europe, then a United Americas and a Pacific Rim region. That's why you also had Soviet bloc countries. That, that was all from Karl Marx. And we're living through that time now, where they have the big blocks. And Europe is a big bloc. They're even calling it the bloc now. But part of it, too, was to say this amalgamated police force and an amalgamated army. And I think it was two years ago they brought in the Tetra system for police communications for cops. See, in Britain, could literally talk to any cop across in France or any other European country. But there are very high-powered radios on a different frequency from the general public in their cell phones, very powerful, and there's been complaints about them before because of this, this uh, incredible microwave to give off. They've even had cautions about allowing the public to come near you because they can be affected by it too. But this article is from UK News. And it says here, police force uh, sued by officers who claim that radios are making them ill. And that was from a Daily Express reporter, January the 2nd, 2010. They claim that radiation emissions from the airwave police radio network has left them with a range of ailments, including nausea, headaches, and stomach aches. I think the general population have got all that now with all this Wi-Fi. Lancashire Police Authority is now seeking legal advice and speaking with its insurers over compensation claims brought by officers who claim the terrestrial trunked radio, that's what they call it, Tetra. A technology is not safe. Civil claims have been made against the force and the suppliers of the controversial equipment have since made changes to prevent audio anomalies. I wonder what they did. Did they have to lower the frequency or drop the power or something? The constabulary has paid £20,000 to minimise the risk of future problems. Airwave is the name of the system used by officers to contact each other via their Tetra radios. Lancashire was the first to pilot the new airwave technology in Tetra radios in 2001. At the time, the Federation's local branch reported 176 users had gone sick. The health and safety executive was called in, but declared there was no link. That's because money passes hands. That's when there's no inquiry. Money has passed hands, folks. Standard procedure. The government spent £2.9 billion introducing the system to the 53 forces in England, Scotland, and Wales. And I'd like to mention, go back to some of the older writings of the big players who spelled out the future for all of us at the bottom, the cattle at the bottom. 
and Lord Bertrand Russell was one of them. Uh, he thought that the world should be tidied up a bit with people like himself, you know, the, the superior types, uh, managing it all and, and ordering us what to do because we're all too stupid and simple at the bottom to do it ourselves, you see. And all the big problems that they, they claim that we're facing over population, this, that, they'd solve all of it and reduce the population to this manageable uh, farm of drones that would serve the elite the way it should be, you see, according to evolution. And, um, and I've read the article, it's this particular phrase before, where he's, from his book, his own book on the air, and it says, he said, diet injections and injunctions, diet Remember, your food, what's been done to it all. Injections and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. The authorities consider desirable. And then a serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. Why? Because your brain cells ain't working right. Diet injections and injunctions you see maybe you should see you are what you eat and what give you GMO stuff that's completely altered and what did they say when they first made GMO we can make these plants produce certain chemicals which are in fact drugs, drugs folks yep, drugs and then they douse it with incredible amounts of pesticide because it's made to withstand their own pesticide or the manufacturer and um you come down with all these cancers, which helps bring down the population rate, but it also makes you dumber too. Dumber, physically sick, obese, and all the rest of it. But it says, it says, yeah, even if all are miserable, the population, right? Even if all are miserable, all will believe themselves happy because the government will tell them that they're so. How's that, eh? And it works today. I was watching ads... The, the, the Canadian government puts out about its wonderful healthcare system. They spend 40 or 45 million pounds or dollars a year to tell us how wonderful our system is. I can't get any system up here. I can't even keep a doctor up here. It takes them 10 to 12 to 15 years to get on a doctor's waiting list. But not according to the government. No, they've got all these wonderful ads out there all the time telling you how wonderful it is. I'll go back to Russell here. Even if all the people are miserable, all will believe themselves happy because the government will tell them that they are so. How is that? How is that, folks? Is that nice? Wise Up Journal on January the 7th. It says, from the, but the BBC, a little poll on the BBC, polio vaccine gave cancer-causing virus to millions of British people. As of to date, the British government BBC news archives have two mentions of the simian virus 40 that was put into the polio vaccine. Only two mentions of it. This great government institution that talks about fairness of its, of its investigative reporting and what you need to know, that's one you need to know. <laughs> Simeon V40. And over uh, 70 articles on Class C, celebrity bimbo Anna Nicole Smith. So here you are, something that kills millions of folk and still killing them, by the way. Simeon V40 virus put into all the polio vaccines over the many years. And it, but they've only had two articles on it. Well, they've had 70 articles on the bimbo Anna Nicole Smith. The verdict seems to have been made 
that the public should be more informed about topics such as ANA rather than one-off, if not the most significant medical consequences or, or delinquencies known outside of the scientific community. The initial BBC mention out of two regarding the SV40 was as late as 2002. And it says here, this is one, from one of the, the BBC's documentaries, it says here, Batches of polio vaccines tainted with simian virus 40 were given between 1955 and 1963. That was quite the number of years. This was because the monkey kidney cells had been used in the jabs production process. Well, even the guys around Salk admitted that they knew they were going to give it to the public. They said it was worth the risk. It says... Um, it's conceded that SV40 was present in the early vaccine and the latest research published in the Lancet Journal has linked it to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a type of cancer you get your tumours coming up through your lymphatic glands. It's non-Hodgkin's type, so they can definitely tell it's SV40. This is the cancer of the lymphatic system, which is a role in the body's fight against infection and affects mainly the people over 40s. Researchers looked at the hundreds of tumours taken from various cancers patients, comparing them with the 68 samples taken from non-Hodgkin's patients. They found genetic footprints of the virus in 43% of the non-Hodgkin's tumour cells. 43% of the folk died because of injections. Back with more after this break. Cutting through the matrix. Everything now is done by pilot projects. I also have an area for pilot projects. There was one city in Ontario, in fact, was used as the pilot project for the cashless society, where they tried to get everyone to take cards in the city and just use them for all their purchases. That way they can iron out the bugs when they want to go nationwide with it and worldwide with it. And the same with the police, as I say, with that. Uh, that system, that uh, wireless system they're using for radio, uh, they, they chose, chose one place for a pilot project and spread it across the whole country. And they iron out the bugs uh, in the process. And we should all get our hackles up. You see, it's, it's like war. You see, war is waged upon the public constantly. And they know how we think, which is very, very shallowly. I should say. That's how we think. We think shallowly about things. Most folk don't really stop and listen and think about what they're hearing. They just believe it uh, and it's kind of vague. It's in the back of their mind and it doesn't concern them. But of course, anything that's a pilot spreads to you. That's the whole point of pilot projects. You will, it will come your way. It's like war. war. War always comes back home. When you're over there slaughtering people, it doesn't matter what century you're in, eventually it, gets, it comes back home to you. Everything comes back home. And this is the same with uh, this article I'm going to read. Uh, when you hear about a pilot project in one area, it's going to come everywhere. And this is from London today, I think it's called. And it's called, it says, Jobless could lose benefits if they refuse drug tests. Unemployed Londoners will be the first in the country to face drug tests under the government plans to get people off benefits, that's when you get unemployed, and get you back to work. The capital has been chosen for a pilot scheme in which job seekers will be quizzed on their drug history 
by job centre staff, put into rehab if necessary, and even tested. And here's the key to it, testing everyone for drug use. I wonder if they test all the employers that are asking to test you. <laughs> New laws have given benefit centre staff unprecedented powers to share information on job seekers with the police and probation services. Oh, wonderful integrated system we live in, isn't it? They will be allowed access to records on people who have been arrested for abusing drugs or have been treated for addiction. Is that what your, your potential employer should be given? Supposing it was years ago. Supposing you went through rehab years ago. Stigma comes back, eh? Stigma re-stigmatized. Job seekers will be expected to clear where they have a drug issue when they are interviewed. Anyone who does not declare a problem and is suspected, suspected is a bad, see that's the dangerous part, of misusing drugs will be asked to have an assessment. If they refuse, their benefits could be withdrawn for up to 26 weeks. See, blackmail always works. You know, they always coerce you in with threats. That's how government works. Law actually works with that too. Law works with the threat of force and then the actual use of force. That's how governments control the little animals down below. That's all of us. So there's an estimated 100,000 problem drug users claim benefits but are not in treatment. A job centres in Westminster, Marleybone and Kentish towns are among those taking part in a pilot project which is expected to begin this spring. And then it's going to go to extend to, to people, people with uh, alcohol problems or possible alcohol problems. On and on it goes, eh? It's amazing. Well, from Hamish and myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.